Hello, one and all, and welcome to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast about a slightly dangerous uh, vigilante that has a much nicer intro than I was expecting. Um, but I am Connor Stevens, one of the high priests of Conchu. Joined alongside me is Rebecca Ann Ray, the wonderful people here to deliver all the news, reviews, and other things about Moon Knight and all other Moon Knight things during the week. So uh, it's great to be here. How are you guys doing? Yeah, going Good. going well. Yeah, um, it's yeah re- all raring to go for another another episode. We have High Priest Rebecca with us, which is is really cool. Um, very exciting to to talk about Moon Knight and, and comics in general with Rebecca. Yes, but, glad to yeah. be back on this snowy day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it how we're just like polar opposites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you guys, yeah. you have a heat wave. We've got a couple of inches of snow. Yeah, but to be fair, it's our first real snow of the winter, so it's kind of nice. Okay, so it's Aww. really it's really building up, getting really thick, and uh... Uh, I think other parts of England have a he- and Scotland and Wales yeah. and Ireland. Let's not uh, are having it a lot worse. Uh, I seem wow. to be in a pretty decent area for being able to appreciate the look of it, but not being. Uh, massively disadvantaged by it so which is the important thing about snow is that like to not be disadvantaged by it i think a lot of people have i mean like some places up in scotland were minus 14 so i don't want to be too jovial about it but it's fine for us (laughs) like where i am it's just a couple of inches of snow it looks pretty oh good so you got the you got the best of it because i just get visions of um and i'm sure uh, I'm, I'm speaking for Connor as well, I guess. Um, since we hardly have snow here, I just get visions of um, taking the shovel out, clearing out the um, the pathway, scraping no, ice I off the I just imagined like a black cat that jumps out a window and then sinks. And then you don't see him for a bit and he rises back. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> oh, the cats would hate it, wouldn't they, Rebecca? Or... Uh, well, um, we used to let the other cat, we used to let Diesel and Larky out in the snow to mm. see what would happen. Yeah, and they usually like put a couple of feet in, maybe get their whole like all four feet in. In Larky's case, I was yeah. three feet in Diesel's, and then run straight back in. We then try it with Aussie, who's our yeah. new kitten, like everyone, because um, I'm not into. Enti- he's a bit of a he's a bit of a maniac. I'm not entirely sure he won't treat being allowed out without a lead as a ah. let's run. So, um, yeah, we, we made the decision not to take him out in it. But yeah, usually for sure. it's, it is very cute because you get little cat prints in it and they come out and put little <laughs> wet paw prints on the sofa. Uh, I can just imagine their poor little um, pads on their feet. We'll get yeah, they, I mean, like, all I know is that like both these and Lockies put one paw out and like, run back in and give you dirty <laughs> looks. But, like, yeah. Never again. Yeah. Don't do they, like, they, they love watching it, though. Because snowfalls, it's oh, kind of yeah. slow and mm. gentle, and like so, we've had a lot of hitting at windows trying to catch it, which is cute. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. How, how old's Aussie? Sorry, now. Uh, he is eight and a half months. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought he was. I've been. T- I've been telling everyone who's nine months uh, until someone was talking about their cat and they were like oh yeah he was born in april and i was like yeah he was born in may so he's actually oh. eight months so yeah but he's coming he's coming up for nine months old so he's still cool. got but halfway through his growing cycle i think they grow till about 18 months so oh okay so he's still yeah, yeah he's very much a young in you know yeah. boundless but energy i'm sure yeah yeah huge, a bit of a wild cat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, I've seen photos. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. He's very big and yeah. very boisterous, and a great addition to the house. Yeah, and and Connor. I mean, we've talking. Uh, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we sure we've, are, Ray. <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> we've uh, we've spoken about uh, Gibbsy, right? I always imagine Gibbs as a as a huge piece cat. of shit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Gibbs is <laughs> <What>? a huge <laughs> cat. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very skinny, but he's got a lot of hair. So ah. if he's wet, it's like a uh, like a like a it's line. Like a, a clown in the though. environment. Yeah, exactly. Like a what? A clown? Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. No, I mean, sorry, loonies. Just a, a little bit of quick catching up on our, our various pets. Look, Mason and Flip are doing, are doing well. They're here. I'm um, sitting in the li- living room. Um, they're, you know, they're still crazy as ever. They they kind of remind me of sharks sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> Do you get, like, when um when they're hungry? Like, they're just constantly circling around your feet. Oh, hey, oh. oh, yeah. Ozzy doesn't. Ozzy doesn't circle around your feet. He runs into them, <laughs> <laughs> and he does it while you're carrying food for him. Yeah, he's like yeah. no self-preservation. All he thinks about is food. Yeah, yeah. The same, yeah. They, they get in the way. Like just yeah, just put the yes. ball down. They're saying, oh gosh, yeah. So it's, they kind of I always have to shoo them away. So I feel a bit guilty, but um, once they're fed, they just disappear. It's like okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a cat thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, loonies, um, uh, we are here, of course, uh, for, for Moon Knight. Um, and we are looking at a classic run, I believe. Um, oh, Rebecca, you mentioned about how complicated it is to remember all the... I, I can't remember these phases of the moon now. I think it's a waning <laughs> crescent. Let's just call it that. <laughs> um, and uh, so it is a classic run review. I mean, just wait till we get to the ratings. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's number three this time, uh, which is really good. It's really been really fun to kick off the Doug Mensch-Bill uh, Sinkevich run because, look, hey, it's, it's a lot of Looney's favourite series out of, you know, out of all the, the disparate Moon Knight volumes. Um, but before we get into that, I guess there are a couple of things. Um, and, again, look, just flying off the, the seat of our pants here, uh, again, yeah, sorry, sorry, Rebecca, Connor, no, no prompt sheet here. So we're just, um, we're just spurting out, or as Connor said um, last week, we're slinging shit. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I want to, I want to just talk about, uh, a podcast discovery. I know that you found out, Rebecca, it's just started. And I want to give it a shout out. It's the David Tennant does a podcast with. Oh, yeah. Have you, have so you listened good. to that yet? It is so good, isn't it? It is absolutely awesome. So anyone who obviously is a fan of Defenders or David Tennant as an actor, whether it be through Broadchurch or Jessica Jones or um, or Doctor Who, uh, he's actually started a podcast literally just a couple of days ago, and he's recorded a whole heap of interviews. And um, and the, what was the first interview, Rebecca? Uh, Olivia Coleman, who has mm. been nominated now since the podcast was recorded, been nominated for Oscars and BAFTA wow. and everything for the favourites. So and which you should all see because the favourites amazing. But yes. yeah, it's it's actually a re- I mean, but he was with he starred with her in Broadchurch. Mm. So yeah. it's it's a nice start for them and you That's can great. tell they know each other very well. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And that is really cool actually to hear because I just listened to it today and they were talking about uh well, well David Tennant was telling Olivia how, you know, how happy he was about all her nominations. They hadn't had the yeah. Oscar nominations yet, but yeah, wow, yeah. wow, that is so cool. And it, it does make me want to um 
I am thinking about the right one, aren't I, Rebecca? It does make me want to uh, learn more about Queen Anne. Yes, it the, it's yeah. Queen Anne. For Which sure. is very interesting monarch in, in our interesting history. monarch. Yeah, not not one of the I don't know how you not one of the, the favorite, big famous so, ones. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah, she's a, she's she is about to play Queen Elizabeth II on the Crown. Yeah. If anyone watches that, so she's you know like, if you watch the, she's she's one of our finest actresses, but uh, currently is. but came to it quite late. Yes, so all this fame is very new to her, and obviously David Tennant came to it considerably earlier. Yes. And it was quite revealing for me as well because she talked quite quite honestly about getting into acting, and um, mm-hmm. she she mentions because I know her actually I very I saw her first in Black Books, the, yeah, uh, the comedy show, yeah, and so I I always thought that maybe she had a stand up comedy like a, a comic kind of background or something. I thought she was a comedian at first, um, but yeah, she she literally just said you know you just you just take the work. When you can, it's a job. Right? Yeah, at the beginning, yeah. and and her 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 um idol is Judy Dan- Dame, Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, and so she's always wanted to get into to drama, you know, high drama as as David Tennant puts it. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting stuff. So uh, that was one of the discoveries of this week for me. Um, yeah, I thought as well. So yeah, so Connor, you haven't uh haven't come across it. I've seen it in my feed. I haven't had the time to listen to it yet, but I am very okay. keen. I love David Tennant in quite literally everything he's been in. Men cannot go wrong. Yeah, no. yeah. S- sorry, Rebecca. He can't. He can't. And and he's yeah. actually he's pre-recorded. He's introduced it already. I think he's got like ten interviews already. Yeah, something like that. Um, the huge names. So uh, no spoilers, but you'll recognise a fair few of them. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a check. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed it, so I thought I'd give that a a shout out. Um, the other shout out I wanted to give before we get into the issue, or, or before you know, um, unless there are other ooh, other bits of comic news, is uh, is the Marvel uh, the Moon Knight Marvel fan film on YouTube. Yes. That was posted up a few days ago. It only dropped a few days ago as well. Um, so I guess Rebecca and Connor, you've both seen it, I imagine. Yep. Good yep. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, really cool. I mean, I guess we'll we'll dedicate a an episode to it um, when it does hit a, a full moon, I believe, for for our film reviews. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, just broadly speaking, I guess uh, I don't know any any comments uh, any comments on the loony comments on on the fan film, which we've been all kind of chatting about in the group. Uh, Connor? Uh, I haven't had time to check out the group on what they've been saying, but mm-hmm. I imagine it's pretty positive. You know, this is obviously um, a labour of love. You know, these guys, I imagine, fan film like this have been working on it for quite some time. Mm. They've just, you know, smashed it out of the parks. It's, um, it's a bit like uh, Alex, as we covered I don't know, some week back last year, mm-hmm. I think, um, that it's it's obviously in and of itself a very different spin, yep. you know, fitting it in within within its fan film, but, you know, there's such a drive to it that just, I don't know, kicks, it just makes this vision work, and I loved, um, specifically, it's got this really big focus on Jake Lockley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cab driving, I don't know, love cab driving, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I thought the production values were just really Really top notch for a fan film. I was just like marveling at it. Um, you know, to the point as you're saying, Jake Lockley, they they hired a like a it was a, a decent, real looking New York taxi cab. Uh, the lighting was was great. Um, the points of difference that I guess a lot of loonies picked up, and and what you mentioned, Connor, was uh, their take on on Moon Knight himself um, visually. 
Um, Rebecca, what, what did you think of, of Moonlight's look in, in this film by Caden Butera? I think he wrote and directed it. Well, it's, you know, it's different to get used to, but I don't really, mm. I'm not too precious about keeping mm. things. I think like, I think when you're, you're, and especially for like fan made stuff. And if you yeah. want to come in and, and put a perspective on something, yeah. then it's, I just thought it was interesting. Like, you know, obviously yeah. I love the comic costumes, all yeah. of them. And I have my favourites and my less favourites. But uh, you know, well, it's, it's, sorry, Rebecca. Let me guess. Your favourite is Mister Knight's mask in uh, boxer shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that. <laughs> just, I just don't see why you need another costume than that. But if if you don't happen to have the abs for it, <laughs> and you feel a bit self conscious about going out at night in a boxer short and boxer shorts and mask, which, by the way, you there, should. I'm just saying, like, no one go out in boxer shorts with a mask because if you do, I hope you get arrested. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I just, I'm quite chill about things like that. Obviously, Mm. it's going to be something people pick up on, but like, go with it. I mean, like, um, it's not canon. Mm. It's not, it's not affecting. I, I don't, I don't let things like that bother me too much. I thought it was interesting. It looked a practical thing to wear. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I can see where where fans are coming from, saying, "Oh, you know, I'm not, I don't really like the black, and and uh, it's not like you know, Jake Lockley's got a, a like a ponytail." I mean, they're they're fair, you know, fair comments. Ponytails are sick, of course, because <laughs> like one of the one of his big considerations is he he wants to wear white to be seen, but it's yes. not like yeah, you know, it, it it, but that's like that's for like constructive con- criticism for the next time. It's yeah. not a oh, oh no true, it, you know, like. but I, no, I think what you said is is right on point in that it's it's like a fan film, like yeah. so there's no obligation, and you know it to me they're as free as a bird to do what they want, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. A lot of another comment was I guess um, his actions, like they were quite uh, quite brutal. I mean, we, you know, let's face it, Moon Knight's not exactly. Um, Spider Man or Superman, he's, he's he's got a bit of violence to him, but uh, a lot of people weren't um, happy with him going that extra step further, almost kind of punisher level. Uh, again, is that something along the same lines as the costume? Just something that you just you just kind of ride along with, or yeah, yeah. best part is just accepting, you yeah. know, a new take. Yeah. We yeah. could just have this them reiterate a comic, but sometimes yeah. at the same time, do you really want that? Is that what made the MCU so special for mm. us? You know, yeah. It's but also, taking like, bits maybe, and doing maybe, its own thing. Look, is that's that I probably like that less than I cared about the costume mm-hmm. because I'm I'm not as interested in Punisher type characters. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It we don't all think about Moon Knight the same way, and yeah. I can see people thinking of him as you know, like. Yeah, as as that kind of character. Yeah, I mean, and we'll get to it with with tonight's issue as well. And um, Mensch obviously paints a a different picture of Moon Knight. He's he's a lot more um, he's a bit more grittier of the heroes of that time, but uh, he's by no means you know cutting someone's face off and wearing it sort of psychotic. Yeah. Um, so I I understand as again like fans that that do prefer. Uh, the Doug Mensch take, and, and it is a great run, I must say. I really did enjoy it. Um, you mentioned earlier, Rebecca, because uh, we were talking about, you know, getting to read this issue and saying, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's an enjoyable one. And, and it certainly was, like rereading yeah, it again. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
Mm. Um, look, not uh, to give op- anything away. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Rebecca. No ratings yet. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't remember the ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Some moons. Moons. Some moons. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Let's call it a moon. Um, look, the only the only little thing I picked up um, from the from the the fan film, and it is an absolutely fickle thing, and this is purely just me as well. Um, only because I think the quality they set the bar with a particular standard because. 99% of the, the short film was, to me, quite outstanding in production and, and, and put together. It was written, um, largely really well as well. There was like, there was only one bit of dodgy dialogue, which I, I wasn't, you know, it was in that cab where, where the guy, one of the guys turns to the other guy and, uh, he kind of goes, Oh, should we be saying this in front of, you know, I found that a bit cheesy, like, you know, um, but these are just little things. I thought his mask, uh, Moon Knight's mask was, a little, a little off compared to the rest of everything else. That's all. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but that's a really like a really small point compared to um, the amount of effort that went into it and the overall look of it. So uh, yeah, so uh, loonies, who if you haven't seen it yet, um, go jump on our Facebook page or group, um, and I'll have a link here to this episode anyway. So just click onto it and uh, savor the seventeen minutes of uh, yeah, a really bite-sized piece of uh, fan film. Um, right. Also, I guess follow up, um, Connor, you mentioned just a bit earlier talking about Moon Knight again in comics, um, a follow up from last week's mention of Marvel Comics Presents. Yep. I've been on the hunt all week for this news and I finally found it just before recording. And that is, uh, Marvel Comics Presents, I believe, thanks to Previews World, you know, a site that gets it directly from the solicitations, seem to have an extra bite of information for us and that the, uh, Moon Knight tale in Marvel Comics Present 4, is written by the incredible creative team, Benjamin Percy and Juan Ferreira. They did Green Arrow, and that was fucking fantastic. I'm very keen for this. And I adore Ben Percy, so yay. Yes, so Ben Percy, I'm not unfamiliar with Green Arrow, but I know him from uh, The Long Night. Oh, the yeah. Wolverine, yeah. the podcast. And that's enough, really. <laughs> that is, oh yeah, that is enough. He's, he's a... Um, if if you had Stitcher Premium, I believe you, um, there was an interview that he did with the after show. Uh, very insightful. Yes. Yeah. He has the and most beautiful voice. He in has the, the comics, I think. oh man, yeah, hypnotic. <laughs> <laughs> he could literally voice Wolverine, and it would be fine. Yeah, I'm like a couple of a couple of bass uh, octaves below. Oh my god. Uh, but anyway, you know, he's he's writing. If those who haven't checked out um, the Long Night. Uh, they're coming up with another one, aren't they? The Long Road, I believe. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, season two of mm. uh, the Wolverine podcast. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, that should be good. Um, well worth the wait. Um, uh, did anyone end up getting? <laughs> I don't know if it's inappropriate or not. Any anyone end up getting Stitcher Premium for it or? Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, you did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other yeah. shows that you were watching as well, uh, listening to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mostly yeah. got it to say thank you for the Wolverine podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I can afford to subscribe to it for like the three months it's going out for because it was yeah. what ten weeks, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and and I wanted to listen to the. I mean, I'm glad I did because the after show was awesome. And that's yeah, uh, just very good. Yeah. And I, I totally did it again when the second one comes up, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it was pretty good service for what it was. It was pretty cheap. You got a month free. So, yep. I mean, the other way people did it was to wait until the last couple of episodes were due 
get the free yes. month and then listen to on catch up. And then so, just, you know, yeah. And, you and have now that as your options for the second one. Exactly. Um, and, and now it's all readily available, I believe, on Spotify and uh, yeah, iTunes any, and everything. Any iTunes. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're a little uh, late to the party there, it uh, can easily be accessed. Uh, but, yeah, it, it would be a good primer to, to, um, for, this, for the second one, which I believe has uh, – it will be featuring, featuring one Remy LeBeau. Is that his name? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. So none other than Gambit will be in there. I can't wait to hear a Cajun accent. I love Cajun accents. They're, yeah. Um, there's something just uh, – you don't hear it enough. Uh, I remember hearing a lot of it in um, – was it True Blood? I, I actually I did watch yeah. I did the yeah. beginning of it. I kind of faded out after season two or something. But, yeah, really cool accents. Um, so, yeah, that should be that should be pretty cool. Um, also, any other um, – any other uh, bits of news? I mean, we spoke a, a bit just about comics, what we're, what we're catching up on uh, recently. Uh, Rebecca, you mentioned, obviously, Marvel Comics Presents. Um, yes, which very good, the first in, one. Mm-hmm, in trade. Oh, okay. uh, look, can I can I play this card now, the one Batman reference in this uh, Yeah, in this let's show? do it. Uh, Detective Comics 1000. Coming out soon. A lot, I see the pre-orders are, are up for, what do you call it, up for pre-ordering. Pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any thoughts on, uh, are you guys getting the uh, this milestone issue? Or, or uh, uh, kind of? Uh, <laughs> you know the right nah, answer. Nah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you Rebecca? Or? Um, as things stand currently, no. Oh no! Okay. Oh, okay. it surprises me. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, I think there's only one creative team in there that I'm really interested in. All the others, are, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Just, I'll it's just tell kind you. Of I'll s- t- it's just that the thing is that with Action 1000, yes, they weren't they weren't great stories generally. Mm. Yeah. Um, for the cost of the comic, which was worth it on the number of pages alone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um. And I'm having to cut back on comics, or I would yes. absolutely be getting it. But also, it got discounted quite quickly on Comixology. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I guess okay. I'm kind of... I, I don't know. Look, there's a good chance if I'm at a comic shop, yeah. the week it, a week or two it comes out, I'll buy it. Okay. It's not like I'm not boycotting it or not. Currently, I don't have it on order, but I did last week. Okay. So... Yeah, okay. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really having to cut back. So the, right. I took it off, but I might put it back on again. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking because I know at King's Comics, um, in Sydney, uh, they've got another exclusive variant. Um, done. Is that also a Nicholas Scott one? Yeah, it cer- that one. certainly is. Oh. Uh, and the same format. So she does exactly what she did for Action 1000. She's got the different variations of just standing like in a class photo kind of situation. Um, I'm thinking, well, you know, uh, I believe also the end of March, I've just read, uh, Nicholas Scott will be in store for some signings. Uh, so, mm-hmm. oh, I was thinking maybe of, uh, I don't know, maybe shouting the high priest a few issues. I thought, maybe. <laughs> so well, if, we'll if you're not, no, well, I, I'm saying I will, I might, I will, <laughs> I might or will. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, just consider that then. If you, if you do want to save money and, and you still want to read it, um, 
yeah, I'll, I'll just let it be known now. I might, I might chuck it your your way if you can. Uh, yeah, if you can. Uh, so anyway, because you know, I love Nicola Scott. Great art. How could you not? Yeah, she's you... a great artist. And yeah, I don't know if you you haven't seen the cover to this. Um, no, she does another no. bang up job with um with the different. Uh, really cool. So yeah. So anyway, um, let's let's pull a pin on that one. Because we are talking Moonlight, so yeah. Bye. See you later. Fuck off. <laughs> no oh one God. needs you. Oh God. All right. Excellent. I know we have a couple of loonies who love as well, so we can't. Yeah. No, I like him too. He's all right. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Anyway, why don't we take a quick break? Um, and let's take a quick break to to settle down to to calm our nerves <laughs> after being rolled up by you know. By and uh, we'll be right back with our review. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We have not one, not two, but three high priests of Konshu here. Konishu, Rebecca, and Ray. We're all here to do our classic run review of Moon Knight number three. Uh, and I always get, I think I got this wrong, around the wrong way. I think midnight means murder. Um, not yes. murder, not murder means midnight. I think I may have written that somewhere. Other way, but anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to read this. And for loonies that don't know or haven't listened to us before, what we're going to do very, very open ended here, we will start off with a sliver. And uh, look, I might just chuck it to uh, to either Connor or Rebecca, keep them on their toes, and because because uh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> and it's just a small synopsis of, of the, the story, just quickly in a, in a few sentences. Uh, followed by just an open discussion, what we liked, what we didn't like, a uh, little bit of points here, pop references, uh, you name it, we'll try and call it out. And we finish it off with our highly patented, convoluted moon rating system. Look, I think none of us know what the hell it means, but uh, we'll give you a numerical equivalent of it to make sense of it all. So, Konishu, uh, you are a very diligent person. Um, have you got the Have you Disagree. got the details um, up there about uh, the credits for for this issue? Uh, I can pull them up in like twenty five <laughs> twenty five seconds. seconds. Okay, podcast Let's listeners, count. Yeah. just have a look. Count and look at your timestamp now. Hopefully, Connor. <laughs> well, guess what? It was written by Doug Mensch, <laughs> and artist Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, letters by Joe Rosen. Uh, Bob uh, Sharon was uh, colors. Uh, Denny O'Neill cracked this one with editor, and uh, Jim Shooter was our current, uh, our then current editor in chief. Uh, this was released in January of 1981. Okay, it was, uh, issue three, volume one. There you go. Excellent. How did? What was that woeful, Rebecca? How did he do? Was he 25 on the dot? Oh, I wasn't timing him. I was. Oh, too okay. I was less than 25 seconds. I was, I was counting myself. I think you were. I'm, I was. I'm always too lost in the listening. 
Okay, I thought I I'm thought, touched. I think I kind of hit the the golden number there, twenty five. I'm just I'm just staring at the Daily Bugle page, going, please let none of us have to read this. <laughs> oh no, yes, up. no, <laughs> we don't have to read that. No, <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> but, we, <laughs> um, but who? Uh, Rebecca, the sliver. What? <laughs> what do you want, Ray? Don't ask me. No, can, can, what, I ask, can, I, can I ask you to, to give us a, a sliver of what this uh, whole issue was about? Just just in a, a few sentences. There's a thief called Midnight Man who's going around attacking things at midnight. And obviously, because Moon Knight Light's going out at night, they are setting up a clash between them. And he baits Moon Knight. And then we have the clash. Yeah. And, and uh, a bit of a reveal. I don't know if you guys were surprised by it at the end. Um, but before we get into that, I guess overall overall impressions, um, Connor Shu, what did you think of this issue? I thought it was a lot of fun, actually. Mm. I think um, it was kind of more swashbuckling yeah. than, yeah. you know, the grittier takes it got. But I think, I don't know, it was just a lot of fun to be had. But like halfway through the issue, uh, when he fights Midnight Man, he's just cracking cats and cheese jokes all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's very, oh, I don't yeah. know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And um, actually, yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. I mean, a few questions, you know, about Midnight Man. I know you can just suspend this disbelief with him uh, as the story and just take it as the story, but uh, there's a lot of open-endedness with, with Midnight Man. Um, mm-hmm. We we know it with hindsight, you know, what happens to him and, and you know, his role in Moon Knight's journey um, up to up to the present, but uh, uh, i.e. not much, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. The action sequences were great. Uh, I really liked. There was a bit more. Uh, there's a bit more um, uh, reveal of Moon Knight supporting characters, and in particular, I love the little bit with Samuels. You don't see much of Samuels. Yeah, um, yeah, well, some and really lovely bits with all of them actually. But yeah, the Samuels mm. Frenchie is. Yes. So yeah, the so the Samuel Frenchy one was really good where Samuels just can't help himself. He finds himself in the cockpit of the moon a moon copter, a moon jet, and he pretends that he's driving it, which was a very kind of cool, endearing moment. Um I also just like him a little bit baffled by Jake Lockley going, Oh, you're asking me to polish like the limo, but you're asking me to rough up the the cab, uh asking me to iron your suit but not um you know, so he he's really just calling out the um the many personalities of, of Mark Spector and, and I like the way yeah. He was almost very much a, a comedic element and I wonder if Doug Mensch intended to have Samuels as more of a, a, a comedic role, but you, you don't really see it later on. But um mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what yeah, you, I, I, he kind of. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Connor. No, I was just gonna say, yeah. Like the main thing I took away from this is it took me by surprise, but I think it just. I guess before, um, I guess it got into like the later, and it's kind of nice to have these early issues. We commented a lot on um, uh, last issue that um, that it was just nice to see uh, his people fleshed out, like his mm. supporting cast. Yeah, and it just, it just, I don't know. Um, even though we haven't got that like grittiness people love, it's just nice to see this world and you know the um, street level landscape kind of filled out by Gina and Crawley and these thugs and yeah. Stephen Grant playing like such an active role in these early issues more than he probably did in later volumes as well. So yeah, and uh, look, I'm I'm going to test um, both of you 
Um, but oh, I'll, uh, <laughs> it was an absolutely geeky question. Um, but I'm kind of looking towards Konishu because, because we did review number two. So if you remember number two, the slasher, um, that we did, Connor, um, mm-hmm. So in this issue, do we see for the first time, uh, like the introduction of Crawley's hat? Cause he gets given it as a gift by, by Jake as a kind of like, you know, if you help me out and you're on my payroll. Um, now, cause Crawley's always known like to have a hat, but I can't remember if in issue two. Actually, I think he did just have disheveled hair in yeah. the second one. Let me pull it up. Yeah. So he might, uh, it might have been an intro there to, um, the Crawley's- nice, um, $20 in the brim. It's a good touch. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Uh, but yeah, no, really, really good characters. Um, uh, Marlene has a, has a big role in this as well. Uh, and we see... Uh, a- this is... Sorry? Oh, I was going to say, this is probably the first ap- first of many yes. appearances she makes as a very good deus ex machina for the plot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It kind of forges away uh, with how she... You know, how she kind of fits in with a lot of the stories. But um, yeah, there was a bit of a... I think it was page five. There was a bit. She. I think there was a likeness to Kim Basinger. I'm not sure if you guys. Um, I don't know who that is. You don't know. Maybe her? a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, not especially. I don't know. No? Okay. I, never, I didn't think it, but maybe. But I was thinking, yeah. Then, as Connor, you mentioned 1981. I don't know whether she was famous or not back then. So maybe, maybe it is a bit before her time. Um, but yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Um, uh, Re- Rebecca, I mean, you mentioned about the characters being um, quite nice yeah. and fleshed out. I like that, and I like that. It just, I mean, it, because I've not been reading through some of these older ones, it kind of reminded me how long it is since we've had him just go up against a baddie. Yeah. Without extra layers of stuff, and that's true. Yeah, um, it's a bit. It's kind of like refreshing, isn't it? A little. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, oh, that's what he does. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's his thing. You know, it's not just always being in his head and and not dwelling on the sort of mental health um issues just getting on with it and like who are you going to be today like Mm. everyone's very accepting and yeah you know yeah it's starting to i think uh, i think mench is starting to flesh out because as ralph macchio in an interview had said that originally uh, Moon Knight had these personas, right? Um, had Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, but they were really not meant to be like mental ident- like identities. They were mm-hmm. literally meant to be Mark Spector just dressing up and, you know, um, like James Bond or, or what have you, um, just in disguise as someone else. But here, I think you start to see Mench playing around with the idea that he's got these identities and Marlene calls him out as well. You know, what, what, what should I call you this time? You know, and, uh, and you see Samuels, um, having to deal with uh, these strong personalities, which he has to follow up as well, you know, with the cars. Um, mm-hmm. you see that start to, f- to, to firm up here, I think. And, uh, even Marlene mentions, and she says, she uh, refers to him as a, as a schizo in one, yeah. in one bit as well. Things so you, bit, sh- things you yes. shouldn't say to people, but yeah. Exactly. So a bit of a, that kind of shocked me a little, a bit of, but a bit of the time, you know, obviously. Yeah, I actually, actually, I thought it was a lot milder than I was expecting. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know, I, every time I go back to old Moon Knight, I'm like, oh, what are we going to get now? Um, (laughs) Because we've, we've just, the shift in how we start talking about a lot of things. uh, And especially there's been massive jumps on mental health. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like difference in how it was even 
considered for Moon Knight. So, like, mm. um, yeah, it's just like, it, it didn't shock me, actually. Oh, um, didn't, okay. And I was just like, uh, no, it didn't shock me. And I was just kind of like, okay, no, and carry on. It's, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Um, yeah, Connor, any any um, any bits that kind of stood out for you or surprised you? No, I think I'm definitely in the same boat as Rebecca. And I do like, you know, I think you definitely touched on it. There was definitely a much firmer change between the characters and their importance they have to each other and the fact that, you know, Lockley's kind of a piece of shit and Stephen Grant, you know, is a entirely different demeanor. But even still, it's kind of... Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Connor's phasing between reality. It was like a half, <laughs> was like a half exactly. decent point. And then I lost it. And I tried, you know what? We, we were talking with Rebecca. We're, She's got it. No. We were talking earlier, loonies, just in case uh, you're wondering. And uh, Connor had, had uh, zoned out <laughs> prior, <laughs> to, prior to recording. So I um, hope everything's okay, Connor. I hope... Um, you know, the voice of Conchu isn't isn't uh, bidding you you do him uh, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not bidding me to sleep. I think it's the problem. Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> lack of sleep. That's probably it. Uh, yeah, but look, well, Connor, you mentioned um, you mentioned Jake Lockley had had a big role in this um, in this issue, and it's and it, and as you said, Rebecca, it's quite refreshing. Like we see a bit more of Jake Lockley. Um, mm-hmm. More often than not, we see Stephen Grant taking the the limelight and and of course during Mark Spector Moon Knight we see just Mark Spector. Uh so it was good to see I guess for two thirds of it, Lockley, because towards the end you do get Stephen Grant. He has to meet up with Anton Mogart. Very strange yes. name. I wonder it's where they a strange name. Yeah. Um but he obviously turns out to be the midnight man um and they were probably watching a Humphrey Bogart film and just on whatever. <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. He got the, got the letters mixed up. Humphrey Bogart, yeah. Anton Mogart. Uh, yeah, true. Um, but Moon Knight gets caught. He, he catches wind of this. Like he knows that Mogart is the Midnight Man. He me- makes mention, as you say, Connor, of um, of it, it's more the cat pretending to be the cheese or something like that. Um, did you did you see that bit where he actually knows? Like the, that he finds out that Mogart is it. I mean, or is it just a jump there that th- we just? Yeah, I th- no, I think he. J- I think he assumes it from the get go. Yeah, okay. I thought he assumed it from the get go. Right. I mean, just also, from that sh- um, the short conversation that they had. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, because um, he knew he was going to be. He he kind of figured that Midnight it. Man was going to set a trap for him. The guys yeah. in the alley, and then you get him. this guy turn up and say, "Ooh, I've got these paintings." Like, yeah, that's true. It is quite timely, um, but he looks so unassuming, though. To me, he doesn't look like you can never tell, Ray. I know <laughs> you can never tell who the next bad guy's gonna be. I know. The, the next guy stealing your art's gonna be. Yeah, uh, true. Oh, and speaking of art, the clown in front of a burning house—is that what is going on? Was that? Um, <laughs> it just sounds like a powerful it, piece, man. I'm not sure what just, you're questioning. It's it just hideous. <laughs> it is terrible. I mean, I thought considering that... considering the front cover has the Mona Lisa on it. Which, yeah. You know... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we know like Doug Mann. She actually um, makes references to a lot of really good, um, like either artworks or or pop culture. Like he mentions the Beatles in some. Uh, he mentions 
uh, oh, I can't remember, one of the earlier reviews that we did, uh, he mentions, I think, a philosopher or a mm-hmm. composer. I can't remember who. Um, so there's all, I'm just wondering whether there's some accuracy in these paintings, but that looks like a terrible painting, so I'm assuming it isn't. Um, and the other thing I was looking at was on page 16, Frenchie, is reading The Adventures of Fifi Le Fan. Yeah. I was... <laughs> um, yeah, now I don't know. And drinking milk, it looks like. Very yeah. Old. Is that... I mean, look, I'm totally ignorant as well. I was going to like look it up. Is that like... Does that is that any connection to any real magazine or is it just funny for the the silly, over-the-top Frenchness of it? Uh, I think it's. I can't say for silly. certain, but yeah, probably the latter. Okay, yeah, because he, Frenchie's like weird. He's a bit weird. Like, yeah. Brown suit. Like, yeah, what is that? He looks like some a maintenance. Oh, he's he's fixing up the I moon copter, So yeah, doesn't want any moon oil on him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, but always, you know, always with a hat. Um, I like Frenchie Frenchie later on. He he actually builds a bit more of a character in Mark Spector Moon Knight. And, and of course, in the later runs. But over here, he's very much just uh, along the same lines of Samuels and Nedda, really. Uh, he doesn't do much. Who's um, who's uh, uh he slaps? Yes. Yeah. Real. Jake. Real not good hours. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's that's not how you... Uh... Right in front of Molly. <laughs> right in front right, of Molly. Right, yeah. that's just, just generally not how you treat women. No, exactly. Like, and, yeah. Especially not those who work for you. Not <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely not appropriate. He's hiding behind the veneer of but the, it's another of my but personalities. The, but the next panel is gold. When Nedda says men yes. and Marlene says, yes, <laughs> Nedda, and you do mean men, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. plural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, is, um, that is pretty funny. That is pretty pretty good writing there. I think. I mean, I know she just means Jake, Stephen, Mark. I know, but it but could I'm, mean... I'm, but yes. I mean, I, when I read it, I was like, yeah. All, like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So it's quite clever. Yeah, it's yeah. quite clever um, down the yeah, yeah down the line. Uh, yeah, really good. So um, I don't know, Connor, any any comments of, uh, of the issue that year? Oh, yeah, I just want to follow up. Uh, like I said, I love seeing from Lockley as well because I, I really do just love Crawley, Gina, her kids. Yeah. Yes. It's such, like, yeah, such fun. You, yeah, you don't say much of Ricky or Ray, but it's good that they get, they get a mention. They're out in the street. They're earning their pay. Yeah. Crawley so has a new hat. Crawley has a new it's hat. It's a good hat. Yeah, it's a good hat and, good. and with the $20 in there as well. But um, it's good to note as well that Ricky and Ray... Uh, actively on the payroll now for Mark. Mm-hmm. So remember earlier on a couple of issues, I think in the first one, issue one, it doesn't take long. Mark reveals his secret identity to a whole heap of people. So, um, yeah, so Jenna, Ricky, Ray and Crawley obviously now know that he is the Jet and Silver Knight. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's always good to see um, see Jenna. I, I'm going to say Jenna as well, Connor, just because um, I remember. It's Gina, isn't it? No, Doug Mann, she said it's Jenna. So Jenna, uh, oh. I know, yeah. I know. He, he always makes things complicated, doesn't he? So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, thoughts on the, the moon copter? It's a lot better design here. Um, it's more disc. Mm-hmm. It's I more like flat. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny, it goes through so many different things. This one, they were so close to it because this one – um, what do you call it? The the crescent points were pointing uh, at the rear. 
but we we see the later one during uh, Mark Spector Moon Knight. I think that's a final iteration where it's more like uh, something from Star Wars, where it's the uh, the points are at the front bit. Um, is that like kind of a propeller in the middle of? The it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it flies, yeah, and it flies horizontally or and vertically as well. It just it seems to do a lot of things, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it, this all culminates in a fight at Anton Mogart's um, mansion mm-hmm. uh, as Midnight Man, uh, and yeah. So what are your thoughts on Midnight Man, the villain, as a villain? I think think... if you're going to be a thief, then Mm. if your shtick is what time you commit your burglary, that might not be the most sensible approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's pretty predictable, isn't it? You know, you get the cops um, checking out everything. I mean, look, I appreciate there's a lot of places you could still be at midnight. Yes. But, like, if I had a time security in my house at all, I would know what times to be the most worried yes exactly but he still seems to i mean we see along i still the way, quite liked him though to be fair he's got a good aesthetic um but you're, yeah you're right i mean i found him a bit weird um yeah on midnight it's pretty predictable and and him you know how the whole thing about moon knight and midnight man crossing paths um he just really wanted to orchestrate it didn't he and and he wanted to face moon knight but he's a thief i mean i don't understand why he um he wants to take on Moon Knight, which again it gets me to question. Then um, I didn't know. really understand that either. I, it yeah. seems like really stupid to go up against someone who's clearly in a different yeah. league. Exactly, and and the very first page, which is really uh, I was in half a mind to read all that all that kind of newspaper Daily Bugle stuff, but I thought I'd read it as well. Really good, really well written. I read a line. Yeah, it's good. It's good to it's good to I'm read. Dedicated. But it, it basically just says how. Um, you know how deadly like Mark or Moon Knight is. Like he's taking down thugs here and there. So why would you go up against someone that is pretty famous for being able to beat beat up? I'm um, being kind of violent. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Oh hey, let uh, me challenge you. Yeah, I mean also it's, like. Is Moon Knight in a separate part of the city? Because he's like, if I kill you, you're that's it. I'm I'm free. It's like, what if Daredevil just pops up? <laughs> yeah, like, yoink. Yes, yeah. I was. <laughs> you're all. It's it's midnight, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. I was think I was thinking that as well. Um, that's one of the points. Yeah, yeah, good one. Um, Connor. It's like Moon Knight here. Like his universe is so segregated from the rest of the Marvel universe because, yeah, what is stopping any of the other Marvel heroes stopping this Midnight Man? This would be like a, uh, you know, a field day for for Spider Man. Like he he eats these sorts of things up. Oh, I'd um, be totally pissed. That he's probably in bed by midnight. Yeah, and and in the the, <laughs> the newspaper or studying for his high school exam yeah, or something. Yeah, um, but Daredevil totally. Daredevil doesn't sleep. Doesn't you know? Um, yeah, anyway, the so, man without fear, the man without sleep. That's that's what they put on the the tag. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. He's got his nightcap on. He's uh, you know, he's he's wandering around. A sleepwalker. Yeah, he's around there. No, he's not. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> back in the day. He's barely around. <laughs> he's barely around. Um, but yeah, I mean, Midnight Man is for all, all intents a, a cat burglar. That's all he does, really. Um, mm-hmm. So why take on? Yeah, anyway. So that that was a 
I know, just a bit of a question I had. And then it got me just starting to think, what are his motives? Who is this guy? If he's just an art dealer, how does he know how to fight? Because their fight actually lasts uh, quite a while. He actually puts up a good struggle um, against Moon Knight. And we're talking about Moon Knight here, you know, ex-CIA, you know, whatever, the Marines, uh, heavyweight boxer. He's got it all. Um, And he seems to hold his own against him for for quite a while. Um, So anyway, that was a, a little bit. That took me out of the story a little bit. Um, but if anything, I love, I love how Jeff, Jeff Wilde is, uh, mm-hmm. was kind of born out of this. Um, so Linnies will know that the son of Moon, uh, Midnight Man is, uh, is Midnight. Um, Jeff Wilde, who ends up, ends up being a sidekick to Moon Knight, uh, and then turns away in disgust and becomes one of his, one of his great villains. Um, although mm-hmm. not, not that long lasting because he, he, uh, he buys it a couple of times, actually. <laughs> so he's not the most successful in that regard. Um, Rebecca, any anything else here um, that kind of took your fancy? Um, no, I think that was. I think I think we kind of. I liked. I mean, obviously, I think the the other interest with Midnight Man is is to have the contrasting costumes. Since we were just yes. talking about black versus white, mm-hmm. is um, um, you can tell why they were going for this. Um, yes. Uh, and it does, they do look good together, like sort of yeah. fighting in that way. Both with that kind of tinge of blue to it. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. I think he has a lot of potential, Midnight Man. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. I like them all slipping on glass. It seems very unsafe, but like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen slipping on glass no. in another story. Is this and then Marlene turning up suck? to do her shooting. Like... Yeah, she, I mean, no shot, questions man. asked. She comes out guns blazing, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. To be fair, we do find that out at, well, why at the end, so that's all right. Yeah, I mean, that that was a point. I was wondering, um, do you reckon that was an afterthought by Doug Mensch or something? It just seemed like a weird ending to reveal like, the reveal. I think maybe using. they're worried about her coming out shooting, but also in case they want to use him again, because, yeah. like, to give it, uh, well, he, he very well may not be dead. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I, I know. I, I just found the awkward, uh, the ending a little bit awkward that yeah. way. I uh, did like, I did like uh, Moon Knight saying, calling him refreshingly psychotic. Yeah, that was a bit <laughs> weird. Probably my line of the issue. Actually, <laughs> I'd, I, I'd pay that. As He's well. a cat burglar. Is that? I mean, yeah. like, admittedly, probably wanting to go up against Moon Knight is the most psychotic thing he did. But like, you know, and having that fight. But it's just a great line. <laughs> Oh, it is. It's like the idea that he finds it refreshing that he's going up against a psychotic person. Uh, yeah. Just very funny, like just very off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd reckon that would be the the call of the uh, the call of the issue there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have. Uh, I have a couple things I really liked about this issue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the opening where it's kind of just running through uh, each night. Uh, that has a different crime. I, th- I always yeah. love that kind of like yeah. anthological one at a time, mm-hmm. like the nice panel spacing as well. Uh, you know, Sinkevich Sinke- uh, and Monish are definitely kind of spreading their wings a bit more as they get more comfortable with the issue. Mm-hmm. And then it's ridiculous. It made me laugh and it kept me really engaged, you know, all these years on. I love from page 17, uh, just the fight onwards. I love 
Um, I feel like more than ever, Sinkevich just brings it with Moon Knight's posing. I think he works really well with yeah. this yeah. colorist as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that you guys are totally talking about how great it is with the black and the white, both between them as well as, you know, Moon Knight's own cape. And, you know, yeah. these are fantastic poses and there's this great use of 3D spacing as we see this staircase and mm. you know, the cool flips. Oh, yeah. The, the cape moves. I don't know. It really stood out. You and know, they even let him go. Comes. He even goes. Over, they even go over the gutters in the panels in the in the next page. Yeah, from the green staircase, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and no, um, very good. And yeah, he's got a you know, Moon's got a beefier presence. You kind of get more of a close up look in the Moon Cough for the suit. And I think the dialogue here is just ridiculous. You know, it's like, what if, what if there's a cat hidden as the cheese, yeah. and then he's just talking mm. to himself, and the Midnight Man would have no idea why he's just suddenly talking about cats so much. <laughs> and he's just like, he's yeah. like, now Midnight Man, we'll see who's the cat. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just flinging about. Just a babbling fool. Just you know. I mean, I like my, I like my gritty Moon Knight, but if you talked about cats more, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think a lot of it actually also as well. I mean, of course, the mastery of uh, Bill Sienkiewicz as well, but I think it's Bob, was it Bob Sharon who does the inks? Um, oh, yes, totally. Really a lot of um, really good detail. Um, the couple of panels are really, I really like. It was um, page 27, I guess, if we're looking at the human form and you're saying it poses, um, Connor. Uh, page 27, uh, Midnight Man, uh, kind of slipping and him falling, he kind of falls towards you out of the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, nice, um, nice ink work. I think there's a lot of detail there. Uh, I'm kind of reading a bit of a scratchy issue, but it does look kind of fine. There are a lot of fine lines yeah. in there, and the same at, at the end, at the bottom of that page, where Moon Knight's claiming his his payment, and so he picks the the clown in, the, yeah. in front of the burning house. But again, the same sort of thing here, and Sinkevich and Sharon. Um, a lot of nice fine line work there, which which mm-hmm. sprouts up every now and again in the issue. Like it's not every panel like that, but you can tell definitely panels that Sinkevich and Sharon have worked on longer than others. Like they really did invest in it. Um, and, and Connor again, just just finally further to what you said, page eighteen. Uh, we're talking about poses, and I love how Sinkevich um, doesn't necessarily pick conventional poses. But but he still pulls it off really well. So there's that bit where Moon Knight ducks um, from the arrow. That was a bit of a booby trap, um, and kind of he's a bit wobbly and shaky. Um, and I I know I just love it because uh, there's that contrast between the black and white as well. But he's in a very kind of I guess natural awkward pose. Um, and you, mm-hmm. yeah yeah you don't kind of see that that often. Um, no, it's really cool. And yeah. um, even though I was joking about it, the newspaper article in the front page is actually really good. Oh, it is, yeah, very like, good. It's actually totally worth reading. They haven't, like, uh, flumped it. You know, like, they no. haven't just written rubbish. So. No, exactly. And and that actually furthers to your point, um, Connor, about the beginning, the first few panels about the days, because it mentions in the article, like, 23, day, 23 consecutive nights of crime um, have um, hit the you know the city, um, so there's a bit of a crime spree happening, and they're saying like at 19 out of 20, Moon Knight has kind of um, been involved in, but uh, there's such a, a rampant um, spree of crime, so it's good to actually see that and then tie that together with the first few panels of it being was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday? It's it's just daily yeah. something happens, uh, yeah, and I think that was really good as well. Um. Yeah, well, if there's no other points, 
um, to cover, we can go to our fantastic moon rating. Um, mm. <laughs> Connor, can I um, can I ask you maybe to open the account? What did you think of Midnight Means Murder, Doug Mench's issue three of Moon Knight Volume One? I would, uh, yeah. No, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like, um, you know, it continues on. It doesn't have quite the serious edge of the previous issue. Just something light and fun, and you know, but continuing to expand the supporting cast, you know, uh, even more of Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley we see in this issue. Just really nice setup. Midnight Man's a ridiculous villain, but you know, it's like it's like Stilt Man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still something mm-hmm. fun about those issues. So, yeah. you know, I'm pretty happy giving this a three-quarter moon, which is about a seven and a half out of ten. I think uh, the art, uh, Sienkiewicz works really well with ink, uh, inkers and colors this issue, and it just it just feels visually a lot more memorable, mm. as well as, you know, a bunch of comments about cats and cheese that keep me engaged. <laughs> and also, there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, that um, that bloody yellow text that describes the thing and at, at a point in this issue I just tried it out and just ignored reading it and just went off the art alone went back and read it and ah. you know if you're rereading this issue just if you can just don't even read the yellow bits and you know that art carries it mm-hmm. all that you know those those yellow text boxes have always been meaningless but you know mm. if you if you can find a way to skip them you know because cool. Kevich carries it all himself yeah very good very good so seven and a half a three quarter moon um Rebecca which yeah, I'm gonna. Moon. I think. I think. I think. Seven and a half. Three <laughs> okay. quarters. No, I'm not just saying. I. I mean, yeah. like, I actually seven and a half, eight. Okay. Is, probably, is what I'd give it anyway. Okay, so let me change that. I just that's, really enjoyed it. That's a waxing gibbous, Rebecca. Okay. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so a little bit higher well, than a three quarter waxing gibbous. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll give it that. Why not? Because otherwise, you'll tell me off for copying. Uh, fine. I well, you always it. go first. No, no, I, I was laughing because I thought like a, it's gonna, like a three-quarter moon is very nice and easily converted to like, you know, a numerical value. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So you said, said eight. I pounced on that. Okay. Well, okay, let's gonna, do it. Yeah, waxing. You know, I was really happy to find the three-quarter moon. Like the seven and a half is what I wanted to give it, and I pulled up an old prompt sheet just to see whether I had to say like nice. waning gibbous it at the 3rd of March 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have my specific rating. Yeah, no, very good. I, I think it's a, I think that's right up there, the good um, good marking. I'd give it a, a whack, waning a waning gibbous. Right, please. You're supposed to be the glue that holds this all together. You got to know these. So I'd give it actually a little less. I mean, I'm trying to be a bit more. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so seven out of ten for me. So slightly under three quarter. I really did enjoy it. Seven, of course, is a very. I think still a very solid. Um, it is. score. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and and I wonder as well because I wonder how like like newbies like. Um, would would come across it like you haven't read Doug Bench because 80s comics are very different from from you know a lot of your modern takes uh, and, and some people are off put by it but if you you know if you do persevere and, and enjoy just the writing um as Connor says that you know there might there might be some needless text there which um Sinkevich absolutely just carries with his art anyway um but uh, a lot of writing by Doug Bench is enjoyable so um yeah, it's a certain style, I guess. You you get used to, yeah. So I'm just curious as to what others think of it who haven't read Doug Mensch or the '80s 
eighties comics before. But uh, I'd say seven is is um is pretty decent. It was a fun introduction to to Midnight Man. Um, opens the door for for what Midnight Man can be, and I'll, look, I'll just throw my two cents in there. Uh, a little disappointed in in later on how Midnight Man is used. I mean, I reckon he could have been used a lot more. He kind of bites the dust a little early in the whole thing. Um, I would love to see him in, in the modern run somehow, you know, no one's dead in comics somehow come back. So, um, yeah, I enjoy the introduction to Midnight Man. I love the characters, the supporting characters. Um, Mensch does that really well by giving everyone a little bit of time, um, you know, in the panels like Samuels, uh, Crawley and just fleetingly Jenna. But of course, Marlene, she actually does a lot here, which is really good uh, rather than just, you know, swan around, um, you know, in her underwear and uh, and fall asleep and stuff, which unfortunately she was written like that earlier on, so she's getting a bit more um, a bit more of a role here, which is good. So yeah, so uh, so what's that? Seven, seven and a half, and we'll call Rebecca's an eight. So that's a that's a seven and a half, isn't it? Average. Yeah, yeah perfect, perfect. A three quarter moon loonies. Get that, get that into you. So that is uh, issue three. Um, so yeah, that wraps up our our review of Midnight Number Three, a classic run. I believe next phase. <clears throat> I think I mentioned this to you, Connor. I think next phase we have another arc review. Um, so we'll be covering a uh, an arc or a trade of Midnight. It could be anything. I, I we haven't really decided yet. That's up to uh, to debate, Rebecca. If I was to ask you off the top of your head, um, what <laughs> uh, a trade like you know, if you could do a, a trade or an arc of, of Moon Knight, uh, oh, what would be a good I one? I don't to... know. I just, I don't know if I'm on top of everything you've already done. To be honest, like yeah. I'd be terrified of like picking one that you already you'd already like covered and then like. Uh... Bad. Well, what did we want to? Do we want to do a cute? Does oh, Midnight Man sorry. appear later in this run? He does. He doesn't, does he? He does. He does issue. He does. Um, <clears throat> you know that. You know that issue where it's a really good um, shot, kind of where it's like a spiral clockwork thing. Yeah, that's nine and ten, I think. Yeah. So he, he pops yeah. up at least there. Um, well, I think yep. after this one, mm-hmm. why don't we cover the um, first appearance of Midnight, and that's Mark Spector Moon Knight, right? Ooh, yeah. Yes, let's do that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay, so... Tying it together. Tying it together. Let me just type that in. Um, first appearance. Anyway, I've just I've just got our uh, schedule here anyway. So next week actually isn't an ARC review. So we'll, we'll do that anyway. That's a week after. We've actually got to wrap up Warren Ellis's run for a modern oh, nice. Yeah. The Great Blacks... Uh... A Black, yeah, Spectre. Black Spectre issue? Yeah, Black yeah. Spectre issue. Um, to number six of Volume 7, Moon Knight. That is uh, during the Waxing Crescent, which is next weekend. So have a look up in the sky, loonies. Conchu is looking down on you and asking you to read Warren Ellis, number six, which I think a lot of loonies will be fun, um, will, will find fun to do because, hey, Ellis's run is quite popular. So there you go. Um, thanks once again, um, Rebecca, it's it's been it's been it's been really awesome. nice. Awesome, yeah. yes. Obviously, we'll um, if you if you're keen on any of the, would you be keen on the Warren Ellis one? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, whenever would, you want me. Yeah, we'll now I'm say, free on Fridays. Yeah, 
yeah, we'll see how timing goes. But uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. It'd, be gr- it'd be great to have you over. Um, I know that you're busy as well. A little shout out to um, partner in crime, the other Connor. Um, Connor and I we do the Last Sons of Krypton and Superman podcast. But Rebecca, you, you guys are busy. Um, I, I believe the Sons of the Dragon are, are, are weekly now, right? I mean, you, you're, uh, you're... we're we're weekly when we can be, but we have someone in Australia, someone in America, and someone in England. Yeah. So there's definitely times when we don't really line up. And we, we, we very much wanted to all be together to do the Avengers 13 revision of Iron Fist history. Well, it's not actually revision, the addition to Iron Fist history. So we didn't record last week so we could do that for the next episode. So. Ah, lovely. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be cool. So, uh, loonies as well. Be sure to check out our fellow collective, um, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, very cool indeed. Um, and another street level in Danny Rand, a very popular character. Connor, you, you love Danny Rand, don't you? I remember you. Yeah, I sure do. He's... Unlike Bendis, I love that boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's great. He's cool. So, uh, anyway, that's us for this episode. Um, Connor, sorry, can I please ask you to do the, the final wrap up? Do the things that where we are located, mm-hmm. and that's uh, online at intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com, a fantastic little website for all the links to episodes, newsletters, uh, the other collective podcasts are there. Um, we've also, we're also located on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, similarly Twitter at itkmoonnight, uh, updates, comments, all that sort of similar stuff there. If you preferred social media, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube, if you want us there. Our fantastic Facebook group uh, where we uh, post stuff like news and the cool fan film we had just dropped in and discussing it uh, is facebook.com slash group slash itkmoonnight. Uh, we're on all good podcast catches and uh, maybe if you feel so inclined, you give us a rating on iTunes. It's not half bad. Gets it gets us out there a bit more. Unless you don't like us, which is kind of sad, but <laughs> we try. Oh, we also got an email, uh, itkmoonnight at gmail.com, which ain't bad. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. Oh, geez. You just reminded me. Um, sorry. Bear with me, guys. There's a uh, We do have a, a couple of Mooney missives. Um, we've got one. I wanted to shout out. It's um, my computer's not working. It was from our Facebook page. Um and it comes from Raphael again. Santos, a really cool loony. Thank you so much. He um, he dropped in something last week during our uh, video game review. Uh, sounds like an awesome bloke. Loves his Moon Knight. And uh, anyway, he has uh, said here. Uh, to be honest, I prefer the modern styles. This is talking about the issue that we just covered. Um, Smallwood is a god. Drawing these suits without um, looking like it was done in the eighties or nineties. I'm a Smallwoods fanboy at first sight. I'll always mention him when it's about comic art. I like Sienkiewicz's style too, but it's not my favourite with the many options we have today. That's fair enough. Um, about Midnight Man, he was a good villain in Stephen Grant's atmosphere. It would be good more. Uh, it would be good to have more villains like that. But when I was reading, I wished I um, saw Midnight Man in another suit, uh, something more like a spy thief. Uh, I don't know how to explain. Uh, maybe I wrote something wrong. Um, but this suit doesn't fit with the character. Okay. Oh, no. Thank you, uh, Raphael. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as we mentioned, he's uh, had a pretty slick look and it was good to kind of play off against Moon Knight. But um, I guess so. If you're looking, pra- you know, practicality, 
uh, and him being a, a, a um, cat burglar, he, he doesn't really have that kind of um, – he's got a cape, for one. That's all I'm saying. Like, he's mm-hmm. flying around. So, uh, yeah, totally uh, – Totally, uh, totally get you there. And uh, Raphael's dropped in a little Smallwood um, picture there from, I believe it would be Moon Knight, maybe 13 from the Lemire run, which revealed um, the classic Moon Knight costume. Very good. Very good indeed. Hello. We also have just another bit of feedback from Josh Geronimo Johnson off our Facebook group. Uh, And he said, solid issue. I really like the idea of using a newspaper on the first page to sort of catch us up on everything. Uh, It's also nice to see Mooney get front page bugle spotlight as opposed to the usual Jameson bitching about Spider-Man. Also, I'm pretty sure the reporter MK saves at the start was Ben Urich. I think it's safe to say that Jake Lockley in these early issues is a dick. A jerk attitude. Plus, not only smacking his housekeeper's ass unwarranted and inappropriate but doing it in front of marlene sheesh mate what are you doing as for midnight man i think he's a decent villain i like his gimmick of stealing stuff at midnight it's an idea that would be uh, super cliched by today's standards but back then it works i also like how his costume is sort of opposite of moon knight's the art is great as always overall i'd rate it a waning gibbous thank you josh yeah it's um Definitely a thing of its time with um, with Netta and how Jake treats her, but uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. Uh, as as Rebecca had mentioned of uh, Marlene's response to that, um, yeah. Also, it's it's great. It, it's kind of like black. It's literally black and white with Moon Knight and, and Mid- the Midnight Man. So they look kind of look good together, as we've mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, but today's standards, it's yeah, it really is a thing of its time. So. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Josh. Also, Wayne and Gibbous. Yep, you and me alike. We are we are on the same page. So thanks again, Josh Geronimo Johnson. Um, sorry, finally as well. Sorry, I'm so unorganised here. We had a. Oh, I might have to do it next episode. Sorry, there was a there was a uh, we had a lovely fan mail um, from a gentleman. I believe his name's James. Um, but we'll pick that up in our next episode. Um, totally unprepared. Sorry about that. But a, a little shout out to, to James, who I believe is in Chicago, uh, is listening to the show. He listens it, listens to it on his commute to and from work. So he's actually going through all the uh, the episodes, which uh, there's about 82, 83 of them. So uh, awesome stuff. I hope you enjoy it, James, and thanks for coming on board. Anyway, um that is it from us tonight. Thanks once again, everyone. Uh, keep listening. And uh, as we say, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. Bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.